Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to the World in Sport. I'm Vinnie Wiley. This week, Tonga remembers Jonah Lomu. Fiji's cricket coach changes his mind and Guam football is optimistic despite the end of its World Cup dream. But first, the Samoa Rugby Union says it ended up making a profit from hosting the All Blacks in Apia after receiving some additional sponsorship money. The SAU announced in July it was facing a loss of more than half a million US dollars from the historic test, citing smaller than expected earnings from broadcasting and sponsorship. But SAU Chief Executive Officer Faleuma Vainga Vincent Fapuliai says they received a late funding boost, turning the deficit into a profit of 300,000 US dollars. After the match, when we did our financials specifically for the match, we had made a, a loss. But down the track, the main sponsor that we applied for funding towards a particular match, the All Blacks in Montreal Moor, came through in the end a couple of months afterwards. So that gave us a bit of profit in the end. They've always been a major sponsor of the union, CIFA, who has been with us. And they continue to be part of our family of sponsors. Our partnership goes way back and they've been one of the main sponsors of the union over many years since their existence. So a loss of one and a half million tala, what did the profit end up being? We made about 800,000 tala. Is that the ordinary sponsorship money that you get from CIFA or is that extra money that they had offered to pay in regards to the All Blacks test specifically? Yeah, I think the extra funding that came through from them was specifically for this match, like I said. I don't think uh, after what they've seen there... uh, in terms of what we did at the park and the exposure that Samoa got out of it, and especially Seafoss, I can't see them in moving forward. I think uh, they've seen uh, what can be exposed out of uh, what we've done, and I think it's uh, been worth their while to support us in that one off From a match like that, which was obviously a match that had huge hype and whatnot, that must give you confidence that these things can happen again? Not really. The main hindrance to our efforts was the reduced capacity at the park before we could probably fit in around about 15,000 and we only managed to get uh, less than 10,000 out at the park so it was quite a reduce for us in terms of getting more tickets. That was probably the main issue that we faced when we had the match set up. In future are you not able to increase that capacity or is it too expensive? The park there has already been renovated to that capacity and I can't see in the foreseeable future uh, getting more than that. We also assisted in that respect in putting more uh, uh, temporary stands, but unfortunately uh, I can't see the foreseeable future getting anything more than uh, ten or 12,000 into the park in going forward. With a capacity of just 8,000 seats, what was the ticket sales revenue? We managed to get just under 1.1 million tala in ticket sales. Was there much cost involved in that? Yes, it was quite a huge cost, I think. A lot of it was around the technical issues with putting around the safety issues around the park and upgrading and changing rooms and so forth. A lot of it was uh, was done uh, with, with a lot of uh, uh, help from the government and we funded most of the other upgrades in the changing rooms and in the technical areas and around the fields. We had to get a company from New Zealand to come up and did all that for us at huge cost to the union. That's the CEO of the Samoa Rugby Union, Faleo Mavainga, Vincent Fapuliai.
The Tonga Rugby Union says the whole country is in mourning after the death of Jonah Lomu. The 40-year-old died at his home last week, not long after returning from Dubai, where he was holidaying after attending the Rugby World Cup. Lomu's parents were Tongan, and the president and chair of the Tonga Rugby Union, Apale Taioni, says his death is being felt hard in the country. It's a very sad day for rugby as a whole. I think the whole of Tonga is in mourning at the moment. We lost one of its favourite sporting sons and a huge icon worldwide. And, uh, you know, whilst we're very proud of, of, of Jonah and, and everything that he's given back to rugby and, and especially Tonga, we were very sad that he's quite young and, and to be taken away so young, it's uh, devastating for all Tongans. I mean, you were playing for Tonga around the same time that he was on the international scene. What sort of dealings have you had with him? It was obviously uh, involving games and, and, and stuff. I mean... It's um, you know watching him in, in World Cup 1995 and, and uh, how he single-handedly changed the platform of rugby worldwide. You know global superstars and you know you're you're just you know all watching the guy and never mind playing against him and and uh, it's just really really sad really sad day for for, for all involved and um, we we are very glad that he's Tongan and and his contribution for world rugby so far will always be remembered and, and you know as I said before he's uh, in, a, in a way single-handedly uh, transformed rugby into a global sport and even though he did of course play for the All Blacks and uh, you know he's probably the most famous rugby player in history and he's he's probably the most famous Tongan in many ways as, uh, in, in, in some respects as well and even though he was an All Black uh, you know inspiring a lot of young people in Tonga to take up the game and, and try and be the next Jonah yes his, his, his legacy will live on uh, you know as I said before his contribution for rugby, I don't know if, if, if anyone will, uh, will surpass that, and, and, and I don't think no one will ever be like Jonah ever again. Uh, it's very rare; it's probably one in every million years, and, and uh, we we're just very fortunate that uh, you know he's he's Tongan and, and uh, New Zealand-born Tongan. Just a sad day for us. I saw him during the World Cup have a, have a, a good yarn with him. He looks okay. Um, he was in fine form, and. and uh, to see him uh, two weeks ago and, and, and heard the news yesterday is, uh, you know, it's quite devastating. We still come to term with, uh, still come to term with it. Did you ever get to play against him or, or not? It was in World Cup '99. World Cup '99, we were uh, we were playing New Zealand down in Ashton Gate. I didn't get the chance to uh, to get on the field uh, play against him. It was just in um, in Barbarians rugby play with him and also the World 15 in Malaysia in 2010. But I never had the chance to play against him. It's, uh, it's always <laughs> twice on the same side. That's probably the way you want it, isn't it? With a guy like Joni, you don't have to worry about trying to tackle him. Better to have him on your side. Yeah, absolutely. I think I'm one of the uh, uh, one of the lucky one uh, to be on the same field with him rather than against him. It is, and, and you know, and, and I've seen the reaction uh, worldwide from not not only here in the Pacific, but up to Europe and and, and in America as well. Big uh, volume to the contribution the guy have. have uh, have done, you know, like I said, immensely proud to be uh, to be Tongan. That's the president and chair of Tonga's rugby union, Apali Taioni. <laughs> Fiji cricket coach Shane Jurgensen says he's committed to serving out his contract after resigning and then changing his mind. The former Bangladesh coach was appointed in May last year to a three-year term, but says he quit last month before having a change of heart. There were personal reasons and also reasons around my job. There's certainly some things that needed to be changed. My resignation uh, was certainly discussed and I had done it via email, but it wasn't sort of 
to threaten anything. It was just I felt that for me personally, there needed to be some changes in my life and being away from home for such a long time. And also for me to continue in the role, I needed some definite things to change around it. So uh, I've had discussions with the chairman and the, and the acting CEO and they're fully supportive of that. And for now, I'll continue on. Uh, I was always continuing at least to the um, 19 World Cup and then was looking at things after that. But uh, I'll continue on from the, beyond the under 19 World Cup. In terms of changes in the role, um, does the change at the top of Cricket Fiji have any influence on that or was that just a coincidence? Oh, no, it was definitely a coincidence. I, I'd sort of been thinking about what I was going to do for a while, so uh, that was certainly in the pipeline. I felt that we'd achieved so much in a period of time. Next year was a very quiet year for us uh, in terms of high performance, so I was sort of looking at different options. And then, as I said before, certainly personal reasons for it as well. Is the politics in cricket in Fiji a little bit more simple than rugby, perhaps? <laughs> oh, well, I think yes and no. That's sort of... A, an area that I don't usually get involved in. Uh, I know that it's certainly, from Cricket Fiji's perspective, it's certainly something that hits a much smaller organisation compared to where I am now in Bangladesh. So there's certainly not too much of that stuff going on, as far as I'm aware. So all, all I want to do is make sure, in my role, that coaching is the foremost important thing. You know, that, that's why I'm there, is to coach and, and, and take Cricket Fiji to the next level. And I think we've achieved that so far. And uh, the under-19 World Cup is another opportunity to do that. And that Under-19 World Cup is, of course, being held in Bangladesh, where you're speaking from right now. You're, of, of course, a former Bangladesh national head coach, and now you're over there as part of their domestic T20 competition uh, with Rangpur. Is it good to be back? Yeah, it's been great. I've been well-received so far. It's been fantastic and a nice sort of change, just a bit of a break from the Fiji side of things. And, and also the blessing in disguise for Fiji because I'm back here assessing everything. There's been quite a few changes I see in Bangladesh and the cricket world here. So it's been very good to come here and look at Bangladesh and assess it from the, out from a very important tournament coming up with being under 19. And the boys are working so hard back home, 10 to 12 sessions a week need as much support as they can, whether it be just through verbal support, financial support, anything would be fantastic because the boys are working so hard. And I suppose that's what's been disappointing and what's been going on back in Fiji is that the boys are training and they're, again, and they're probably being the losers of what's going on because it's sort of been forgotten, if you know what I mean. But being here now in Bangladesh is a fantastic opportunity for me I'm in Dhaka for most of the tournament, but we actually go down to Chittagong and I'll be staying at the hotel and also we're playing at the ground where we'll be playing in the under 19 World Cup. So it's a ground that's not very familiar to me because we usually play at the other main stadium so I can get a good recon on what's going on here. So it's really good for that. In terms of the T20 competition that you're coaching in, um, what sort of standard and what sort of players are taking part? On paper, the team that I'm coaching is a very well-balanced team. Uh, there's some serious overseas players coming and Kumar Sangakara, Darren Sammy, Nisbar Al-Haq. In my team, I've got Darren Sammy, Nisbar Al-Haq, Sashara Pereira, Sananayaka, those two boys from Sri Lanka. Dilshan from Sri Lanka is coming. So there's some big names coming and uh, 16 tournament will be very competitive. So it's the first time I've been involved in a franchise tournament like this. And uh, it's certainly different to coaching uh, international cricket. Don't have 160 million people breathing down my neck for success. Uh, so there's certainly less pressure, but still very strong desire from the, the team that I'm coaching for us to win and do well. We've got a, a good team on paper, including probably one of the best uh, T20 players in the world, and Shakib Al Hassan, who's our captain. Always good to try something different and get some new ideas, and you know, uh, in that T20 format, and um, you know, something you could bring back to Fiji uh, for next year.
Oh, certainly. It's uh, a lot of new little things that you pick up on. One month in international cricket is a long time to be out of, and I've been out of it in, this, in terms of this level, 18 months nearly now, and it's good to sort of get back and have a look at what they're doing in this part of the world and also being around some very good players. You know, in years to come, Fiji will have the T20 World Cup qualifier to come up as well. So, oh, look, it's, it's, I'm excited to be here. Um, I'm missing the boys in Fiji, no doubt, but and, uh, I'm really proud of what the boys are doing back there with Joe Ricker overseeing them and, and the plans that we've got in place. So uh, everything's looking good for that, and uh, that's certainly on my mind, and I'm just here for a few weeks to do this to do this job and see if we can win, and then, yeah, take all those experiences back home. And when you uh, joined Cricket Fiji uh, last year, it was for a three-year contract. Do you now think it might be likely that you'll complete your term, or is it still possible that you might finish up a bit before that? Oh, no, at this stage I'm still uh, business as usual, no doubt. So uh, there's certainly uh, things that we can look at next year that we need to achieve. It's a good opportunity, depending on the funding and money available. If we could, these under-19 boys, plus is a really fantastic young crop of players with the national team. So for me, there's certainly a strong desire to stay in Fiji. We do have long-term plans that we had in place. And uh, our chairman certainly uh, keen for that to continue, and it's just crucial that we continue to build on what we've got. We've got some really good young players. There's certainly opportunities next year to build on that, and then uh, the big year the following year when we'll have a lot on in 2017. So there are certainly strong desires to continue. That's the Fiji cricket coach Shane Jurgensen. Guam football coach Gary White says despite being eliminated from World Cup qualifying, his team has exceeded all expectations and put them on the international map. The Mateo were outclassed 6-0 by Iran last week in the second round of Asian qualifying and are seven points behind the Group D leaders with just one game remaining. Gary White says Guam came in as complete outsiders and to reach the final stage of Asian Cup qualifying is an amazing feat for a team with such small resources and population. We've gone up against the strongest team in Asia and they acted that way. We were without our two most elite players, if you like, who were playing at the highest level. AJ De La Garza was taken back to LA Galaxy for a surgery after the India game and uh, Brandon McDonald, who plays in the Thai Premier League, was suspended. So going in against Iran was always going to be a struggle, but it didn't help that your more experienced players were not there to keep the boat floating nicely. We've played Turkmenistan, we've played India, we've played Oman, and the only team that's scored more than a one-goal difference against us is Iran, and we're very proud of that, which shows that we're competitive in that mid-tier, for sure, uh, now in Asia, but we've still got a way to go to you know, to think about competing with the likes of Iran, Japan, and Korea at, at the top level, but it was another good lesson for us. Compared to previous qualifying campaigns before your time, uh if nothing else, being disappointed with a 6 0 scoreline against Iran and even being at that point, I guess, as a sign of progress from, from where Guam's national team once was. We had a man sent off in the 50th minute as well, so we had 10 men, which again is not the greatest environment when you've got a team that is searching for results because they need them. But I will say the way Carlos Queros and, and his team went about the, the game was very professional and gave us a very, very good insight into what our players need to improve on. You know, at the end of the day, we came into the qualification as complete outsiders. Nobody gave us a chance of getting anything. Uh, and what we have done is we succeeded one of the two goals, which was to get to the next stage of the Asian Cup, which is an amazing feat for a team with, with such small resources and population. You've obviously got a game against Oman early next year, so you've got a bit of a gap between now and then. Is there an opportunity for other internationals? Any friendlies or anything? 
Yeah, I mean, we're already sitting down now planning the next stages. You know, the players have gone back home and, you know, obviously they're going to need some rest. It's been a massive campaign, you know, flying hundreds of thousands of miles all over Asia, coming from the US, a lot of them. You know, when you've got such a small squad of, you know, 22, 23 players that you can actually use, it does take its toll. And I think that was one of the major reasons for the uh, results recently is because we just don't have the depth to keep it going. But you know, they did perform excellently and uh, they'll go away and rest now. And, you know, we'll be back in touch with the players in the next week or so just to go over how they did and, and evaluate where we're at. You know, get their opinion about how we can improve the program. The plan is to go to try to play a team in Europe prior to playing Oman so we can get that next level of international experience. We'd like to play one of the smaller countries in UEFA. That's the plan. And now it's a question of just putting everything together to get the players released in time and, and so on. The top 12 teams being the group winners and the next four are three to the next stage of a World Cup qualifying and then it's the next, uh, I think, 24 that go uh, to that final Asian Cup qualifier which you guys are all but certain for so that's effectively a home and away match to make it to the Asian Cup, is that right? Yeah, I mean, they're still deciding how they're going to do it you know, we'll go in with the seven points and if we can get some points against Old Man, it obviously puts us in a much better position. But as it currently stands, we look to go in at a higher seed than teams like Bahrain, Vietnam, India, which is just such an amazing achievement for the Guam Football Association. That next stage of Asian Cup, that would effectively be a playoff and, and if you win that, you would be in the tournament. Yeah, so we're very close and... Uh, we're closer than we've ever been and it's been an amazing journey so far and the only real upsetting results for us, you know, people say, well, don't be upset because last time you played around it was 19-0 from one game and you've cut that score from two games. But for us, we're happy with how we perform. It's just the Iran team is just uh, at a different level from, I think, everybody in Group D right now. A good lesson and, you know, we may go up against a teams of, of that calibre in the next stage and we've just got to take the lessons that we've, that we've learned. That's the Guam national football coach, Gary White. And that is the World in Sport for this week. I'm Vinny Wiley. As always, thank you very much for listening. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.